This episode, we are grounding into the upcoming Taurus lunar eclipse, the blood moon. It is on its way and chances are you've already been feeling it. The screws tightening in certain places and maybe loosening in others. This moon holds the space for big inner and outer shifts. Shifts in energy, in perspective, in situation, in relationships, in ownership of your your power and your capacity in this life. It is so beautiful, so intense. This is an important moon. So let's dive into it together. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature, and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins, and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. The Taurus lunar eclipse will take place on Tuesday, November 8th at 10.02 p.m., Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. This moon is heavily linked to the Scorpio solar eclipse that we experienced a couple of weeks ago. So let me check in first. How are you going? (laughs) How have you been these last few weeks? And most importantly, what has been demanding your attention? What's been coming up again and again as if it's repeatedly hitting you in the face? If you've been noticing a pattern or a particular story or narrative that's really being called out for you of late, it's time to dig deep and face it. This moon comes to see you let it go. I spoke last episode about the way that eclipses really work, like how they function and what they're here to do, you know. So if you missed that episode, the Scorpio solar eclipse, I really encourage you to go back and and have a listen. The energy of the Scorpio eclipse is still incredibly relevant and, and potent in relation to this moon in Taurus because these eclipses are so deeply interlinked. They're working together, not separately. But just as a little recap, (laughs) eclipses come to shake things up on a foundational level. They are divine checkpoints along our path, marking immense inner and outer shifts that see us really deepen into our alignment in life. Essentially, they're times when things might inexplicably fall away or like even seemingly implode and there are times when new paths and opportunities fall at our feet this is the universe source or like even our higher selves you know that that piece of us that is plugged into our core origin which is that of universal consciousness universal oneness right call it whatever you want (laughs) 
<laughs> Call it whatever you like. This is a time when the universe is stepping in and moving pieces to see us realign where we might have deviated and to move us further into the embodiment of our most authentic self and the path that we came here to walk. Eclipses fall in pairs and they work in tandem. You cannot extricate one from the other, you know, because they're ensuring that really we're we're drawing upon and clearing out much the same thing, just with a slightly different flavor. A lunar eclipse, which is what we're, we're talking about in this episode, it occurs only on a full moon. A lunar eclipse comes to clear the path and anything that blocks us from our full soul expression. So we're, remember, like we're talking about soul level here, not like just the, the, the surface level details. This is big picture. So that's a, a lunar eclipse. A solar eclipse, like we had two weeks ago, occurs only on a new moon. And a solar eclipse comes to scoot us forward on our path. So lunar eclipse clears out, solar eclipse moves us forward. Much the same as a full and new moon, these energies are just very, very heightened and amplified with eclipses. It's important to understand, though, that the energy and the shifts that eclipses create are not limited to just the night of the new moon, solar eclipse, or the full moon, lunar eclipse. The wisdom that's being woven by the energy of these eclipses, it actually stretches out much further than each moon. And even, you know, the the eclipse portal itself, which we're in right now. And this has everything to do with the lunar nodes. I'm going to try not to go down a rabbit hole with this one because there is so much to fit in. I have so much I want to share in this episode, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the nodes because the nodes have everything to do with how and why eclipses occur and how we experience them. So let me just give you this in a nutshell. So the lunar nodes are two astronomical points in the sky. So these are scientific points within the moon's transit or orbit around the Earth. I'm not going to complicate it any more than that. (laughs) There's these two specific points. One is called the North Node and one is called the South Node. Astrologically speaking and energetically speaking, these two points hold a lot of significance. They tell the story of our soul path. Where these points sit suggest what we are collectively and personally shifting away from, which is the south node. This is the shadow that's likely to be coming up for us. And also what we are collectively and personally moving toward. So, We have our own personal north and south node in our birth chart as well. These are where the nodes were sitting in the sky at the time that you were born, right? So the south node reflects where we've come from, the wisdom and the knowledge we have arrived here with. Some people believe from past lives, or maybe it's just the wisdom that we just innately hold, you know, when we're born here on this earth. The south node also signifies what we are learning to step away from and to clear in this lifetime. So say your south node is in Gemini. 
you come here with the innate gifts and strengths of Gemini and you're also learning to let go of the shadow of Gemini in this lifetime. The North Node reflects what we are here to learn and embody. It's where we're destined to head essentially, in this life. So on an individual level, our lunar nodes can inform us of, of the soul path that we're here to walk. It's a little bit like the, the undercurrent of our lives, always present, not necessarily always overtly felt or seen, right? Unless the particular energies are activated, such as the the moon or the sun shifting into that sign, e.g. into Gemini, right? Or upon a lunar and solar eclipse when the nodes themselves are activated. And this is helpful to know (laughs) because if you really want to dive deeper into how and where this particular moon is likely sort of stirring things up for you, you might like to look at your own north and south node, the sign that they're in and where they're placed, which house they're placed in your chart is going to be activated this moon. In particular, look where your north node sits. The house that your north node sits is going to be lit up probably, (laughs) I would say this particular lunar eclipse. And you can also, while you're there, look at what house Taurus sits in within your chart. So that house and any planetary bodies sitting inside of it, that's also going to be activated for you this moon. So it's important to know where the lunar nodes currently sit for personal reasons, (laughs) right? But they also influence what we are collectively experiencing, what our society as a whole is being asked to leave behind and what we are guided to move toward at this time. The lunar nodes change every 18 months or so, and they're directly linked to the eclipses that we experience. So currently as we stand, the north node sits within Taurus and the south node sits within Scorpio. So in a nutshell, we are personally and collectively being guided to work through and shed the shadow side of Scorpio and to step into and more fully and truly embody the higher vibration of Taurus. These energies aren't separate. They inform and speak to one another. We step out of the shadow of Scorpio and in doing so, step into the power of Taurus and vice versa. You know, we shed the lower vibration of Taurus and step into the power of Scorpio. Now, for the sake of keeping this episode under five hours long, (laughs) let me just kind of give you a very quick breakdown of what these shadows are and how they, how they might look and feel. The shadow of Scorpio keeps us attached to our own trauma. It has us in this constant loop of transformation, always seeking the next thing to heal within ourselves. It holds us in our own darkness, right? We become obsessed with it rather than embodying and stepping into what our next iteration is. Scorpio is death and rebirth, but the shadow of Scorpio keeps us really focused and obsessed with the death and we miss the rebirth every time. So this shadow essentially has us fixated upon the wound 
even if we're doing the work, you know, and we want to quote unquote heal, we're never actually integrating and stepping forward. So if the true frequency of Scorpio is about embodying our inner power, the shadow is fixating on what masks our power instead of actually stepping into it. The shadow of Taurus, which we're going to dive into deeper into this episode, but the shadow of Taurus is attachment to external things. We place our sense of worth, safety, and security on the material world and how much we have within it. This often equates to a lack or a scarcity mindset, which when we we start to dig a little deeper, we find that is usually rooted in matters of self-worth, you know, our perception of value and our sense of safety in the world. And this sense of scarcity can come up in many ways, but where Taurus is concerned, it's most often in matters of money. So our finances, our possessions, what we own or what we don't own, right? In its higher vibration, Taurus connects us to the utter abundance of the earth and all that surrounds us. When we're disconnected from this, we lack this sense of security. And so we seek it from anything else that we might be able to grab and grip onto, physically speaking. Basically, the story that the nodes tell for us personally and collectively at this time is a real letting go of our attachment to our wound, to the trauma, breaking out of the loop of being stuck in that dark and really kind of essentially projecting our sense of power and worth onto anything but ourselves and instead stepping into right relationship with the earth and the world around us. It feels like to me like an exhale as we're invited to come back home it's like the universe reminding us that yes there is shit in the world yes things are hard they're pretty fucked up and you are part of something bigger something greater more beautiful it doesn't have to be all bad. You don't have to carry the weight all the time. That is not the point. That is not why you exist. It's like we have collectively forgotten how to truly live in this world and what our place with a capital P is in this world. It's like we've forgotten how to be human, how to be animal how to be, you know, woven within the intricate web that we've always been a part of. Taurus is the invitation to slow down and plant your feet on the earth to come back to basics, back to the foundations and to live within the current of the earth, which is to say to experience her abundance through the very real, very tangible, sensual world. Now, I just went on one big old tangent. (laughs) Backtracking a little bit here, back to the original point. Hang on, 
So we have the North and the South node, right? North node in Taurus being activated this full moon and South node in Scorpio. And the nodes shift signs every 18-ish months. So I said earlier that the wisdom and the stirrings of each eclipse can be felt far beyond the eclipse itself. And this is because the energies are weaving these strong thematic shifts for the duration of these 18 months, not just on an eclipse, right? So while the nodes are in Scorpio and Taurus, this is what we are heavily shifting away from and into. The eclipses themselves, when they come along, they're the injection, the potent dosage that comes to really stir and shake things up. As I said, these are times when the universe can take the wheel and redirect us in important and often, you know, dramatic ways. Do not underestimate what is transpiring for you at this time. Because whether you feel or you can see dramatic shifts right here in this moment or not, there are threads being woven and rewoven for you. And that might take some time to truly make sense or even for it to eventuate in a way that you can see and understand. And that's, that's the workings of the nodes, right? Yes, we have these, these eclipses, but we're working kind of with these themes for these 18 months in total. The shifts can continue to unravel and move. This particular nodal axis of Taurus and Scorpio came into effect near the start of this year, and it's going to continue <laughs> through until kind of kind of mid next year. So something just to be aware of and to feel into. Okay, <laughs> let's dive deeper now. This moon is an intense moon. <laughs> we have a total lunar eclipse, also known as a blood moon. In Taurus, which many of us will be able to look up and see. By the way, the eclipse will definitely be visible here in Australia, as well as America, Asia, parts of Europe. I I encourage you just to look up and find out whether it will be visible in your skies. A lunar eclipse is safe to look at with the naked eye, by the way, and we call it a blood moon because she takes on this reddish hue as she's being eclipsed. It's really neat. This moon is also heavily aspected, meaning there's a lot of other planetary energies at play. Lots to cover, lots to dive into. First, let me just lay it out. A lunar eclipse is full moon energy times 100. A lunar eclipse happens or occurs when the sun, earth and moon all align in that order. So we, here on earth, shift directly between the sun and the moon, effectively blocking the sun's rays from reaching her, reaching the moon. So we cast a shadow upon the moon. And this places us physically and energetically right in the middle of these two entities. And you will feel it. Oh, you will feel it. <laughs> On an energetic level, Lunar eclipses are highly emotional. We experience them deep within our energetic body and they stir up and illuminate the deep 
blocks that we have along our, our path of true soul expression and soul alignment. Whatever is getting in the way will be broken down under a lunar eclipse. And because these forces are much bigger and greater than the usual full moon, often what we find breaking down and falling away is the very thing we couldn't bring ourselves to address on our own. So the universe steps in and removes it for us in one way or another. The relationship that we grip to, the job that acts as a crutch for us, the story that we live our lives by, the excuses you know that we place between ourselves and our dreams, it will come up and it will demand that you do not look away. The more you turn your head and run in the other direction, the more it will appear, the louder it will yell, the more obvious it will become. I asked earlier, what's been coming up for you? What's been demanding your attention? What is being shown to you right now? This is the key to you moving forward. Having said all of this, this moon has a gentleness, I think, that other eclipses may not. Maybe gentleness isn't the right word, but the, the medicine that Taurus brings under this eclipse might be the very balm that we need right now. And I think it, it helps us. It helps to make the energy a little bit less intense than what some other signs under a lunar eclipse might be. Let's just say that. Taurus is our beautiful earthly foundations. She calls us back to simplicity, to slow down, to take a breath and tend to your roots. She places us back within this earthly realm and calls us to tap into the nourishment that lives here. She is the slow breath in and the long breath out. Taurus's energy is what helps us find our footing and create that sturdy ground upon which we can stand firm. She is the calm, the enrichment, the replenishment, the aliveness of each present moment within this earthly body. She teaches us the importance of taking it slow, of mindfully tending to our foundations before we start to build up, 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 up. Taurus teaches us that we have everything we need, all the nourishment, all the support. We have access to the abundance of the earth and life itself. When we tune in, ground into and open, to receive it. Now, abundance is likely to be a key word this moon and this eclipse season in general, I think. The axis that Scorpio and Taurus sit upon centers around resources and power. It's around our relationship to our resources and power. Scorpio connects us to our inner resources, our inner power, our inner depths, and how our power is connected to the way that we are internally resourced. Taurus connects us to our outer resources, that which come from the world around us, 
And it's interesting to really feel into and become aware of the way this relates to our relationship and our understanding of the word power in our lives. When we're tapped into Taurus's higher vibration, we are in flow and connected to the current of abundance. I'm not talking surface level, like manifestation babe kind of stuff here. <laughs> I'm talking about the current the flow, the moving energy of the earth and the cosmos, the universe itself. But I mean, Taurus is an earth sign, right? She's very deeply grounded into the earth. So let's stay here. <laughs> let's meet her here in this realm. It's very easy to forget in our linear, ever striving, I always on progress kind of world. It's easy to forget that life creates it continues life always endures and that each and every one of us are held within that truth that we are not left out left to rot or you know left to exist in some weird static glitch <laughs> we are inherently woven within the current of the earth because we are earthly beings, animals. We're sparked with life here and existing as an extension of this earth. Simply by being here, you are an extension of the earth. And by those means, an extension or a manifestation of the universe itself. Taurus connects us to the flow of this truth. That this earth and you upon it is made of life and that is abundance when we are anchored and connected to this truth we do not grip because we trust in how held and how interwoven we really are i feel like i just went very esoteric <laughs> are you still here with me Oh, I okay I want to bring this back because I'm I'm worried you'll miss the point now that might all sound lofty to some of you but Taurus is anything but lofty she is what grounds us into our very real tangible material earth and everything I just mentioned that current of energy it exists in the real tangible earth you don't have to go flying off through your crown chakra and up into the ethers to find that sense of truth and energy it exists here on this plane it lives in the earth and with everything upon it abundance has nothing to do with how much you have in your account or how many designer heels you own or the number of luxury holidays you go on abundance is entirely about how you receive it's about how you receive how open you are and in that abundance is about how you relate because giving and receiving is at the foundation of a relationship. So to extract that even further for this full moon lunar eclipse, 
abundance is about how you relate to energy and resources, how you relate to giving and receiving that which can resource you. Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, our planet of love, beauty and relationships. And I think it's always really important to be aware of this. Venus calls into attention all that we relate to. Yes, that includes our relationships with other people, romantic and otherwise. It also includes our relationship with money. So with our finances, with the world around us, with the earth and with ourselves. Taurus and Venus are very, very deeply centered around our inherent self-worth and value. Is anything pinging yet? (laughs) What's been coming up for you recently? I ask again. What have you felt being poked and prodded into the arena for you to look at in your life? Is it money? Have finances felt tight or constricted or overwhelming or moving too quickly? Is it relationships? Love, you know, romantic or not? Is it work or other commitments? Maybe it's something else entirely, but now is a good time to dig below the surface, feeling into the energy of relation, relationship. How are you relating to the exchange of energy here? How plugged in are you to receiving? This full moon eclipse is lighting up what might be blocking you from receiving fully. Taurus seeks security. I mentioned earlier, she's all about our foundations. I like to think of Taurus as like root chakra energy. She governs what we need to feel safe and secure in life. And we can look at this on multiple levels, obviously, but primarily Taurus is concerned with our physical security, which we get from our physical homes, our possessions, and from money. Yeah, these aren't bad things. We need money. We need a roof over our heads. You have needs and you're allowed to name them as such. That is not a weakness. This is what we need and deserve. You know, at a most base level, having these things, food in the fridge, a bed to climb into, money in the account, they create a sense of groundedness and a sense of place and protection. This makes our nervous systems very happy. (laughs) In her highest expression, Taurus trusts that she is always able to receive what she needs. She welcomes money. She cherishes her home and everything in it. She also cherishes her physical body, her first home, right? Her primary home. She lovingly holds and cares for all of these things. And at the same time, she doesn't fear not having them. That simply doesn't factor into the way that she lives and the way that she receives and holds any of it. Taurus's shadow begins to creep through when she slips out of the current of this abundant earth and begins to see the world through lack and scarcity. She starts to cling 
to material wealth and possessions as though those things are what determine not just her safety, but her worth. Here's the truth. In her higher vibration, Taurus isn't sent reeling anytime resources become limited or she finds herself in what I would call an ebb phase because she knows that resources are not finite, that energy is not finite. More will come. It always does, eventually. Even if it doesn't look as she expected, right? Something different will come and take up the space of the old. She will always be provided for. This is also where Taurus draws upon the powerful inner resilience and strength of the bull that represents her. She can hold herself. She can stand firm. She can walk, however slowly need be, through the storm. She has grit. She isn't rocked or toppled over by churning seas, which is useful during Scorpio season. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, even speaking of Scorpio, this is the interplay between the two, right? Taurus is the connection to all that comes to us, the abundance that comes to us. Scorpio is all that comes from us. She is the inner resources, right? And in that, those inner resources is what allows us to hold ourselves, to know that we are okay and that we can carry ourselves through even when the outside world feels tough. So just coming back to the shadow of Taurus, if we are looking at this moon through the lens of abundance and receiving, this can play out in a lot of ways, right? But ultimately, our blocks around receiving can usually fall into three main categories. This is what I see most often, at least. We either receive and hold onto it, unwilling to let go again, which generally stems from a sense of scarcity. Yeah, it's this, this mentality of I have to hold on to this in case more doesn't come. I have to say yes to this in case the opportunity doesn't come again. I also find this energy really feeds into Taurus's shadow of accumulation, accumulating things. You might find yourself craving more right now, more things, more money, more stuff, constantly checking your bank account, buying things, wanting bigger and better things. Taurus can become obsessed with material things and craves more in its world in order to satiate its deep desire for safety. It wants safety and solidity in its life and tries to tether itself to things in order to anchor itself. So we find ourselves filling up our world, our homes, our cupboards, our drawers with things that we can attach to, that we can touch and hold on to, hoping that this incessant feeling like we're missing something, like we're lacking roots, will finally be quelled. So that's number one. We receive and then cling. We grip white-knuckled. Or we might receive and immediately let go. 
So we act like a sieve, <laughs> unable to hold or, you know, to, to be a sturdy container or vessel for that which comes our way. This is where you might receive money and then immediately spend it. Something to, to think about here is your monetary baseline. What is the average amount of money that you hold, right, that, that sits in your account? There's this really interesting phenomenon where we have this set amount that our nervous system is used to holding and seeing. And so we always seem to find ways to bring ourselves back to that baseline, even if it's really, really small, right? So for example, if you're generally used to seeing, say, $200 sitting in your bank account, and then you get paid by three clients all at once, and suddenly you have thousands sitting there, chances are you will find ways to spend it relatively quickly and return to that $200. This is deeply, deeply related to our nervous system and our capacity to receive and then expand. It's also related to why so many people who win the lotto spend the money. <laughs> like they find themselves returning, you know, to their, their personal baseline, to what their nervous system is used to holding. And... That does not mean that your baseline is static, my love. You aren't born with a financial baseline. <laughs> Although, you know, it might be generationally instilled, this is still something that we can each work with. We can tend to and expand if we are consciously working with our nervous system in this, in this particular kind of lens, right? Our ability to receive is not finite. And this eclipse season, Scorpio and Taurus are holding space and asking us to tend to what limits our capacity to open and receive. And this tendency to leak resources to immediately release rather than actually receiving the nourishment that's offered to us, it often has its roots in matters of self-worth. Not always, but Often there is a story at play around what it means, like what it means about us and who we are, if we actually have something, if we are abundant, if we were to receive something, like what does that mean about us? What does that mean about you? What story do you hold around that? And how might that interplay with your relationship to your own self-worth and value? So... Number one is we can receive and then hold onto it. Number two is we receive and then immediately release, aka not fully receiving. I picture it like someone, I don't know why I see this. <laughs> I picture someone throwing a fish. It could be anything. I see a fish for some reason, but someone like throws a fish at you and you catch it and then immediately throw it to the next person you don't even fully grip it it's more like you deflect it to the next person and in doing so you deny yourself the chance of getting what you need out of it before you pass it on to that next person right you don't have to picture a fish for some reason that's just the, the image that I have but that's number two <laughs> the third block around abundance is this inability to receive and this is where we can't accept 
the nourishment and resources that come our way. We block ourselves off from it. I believe this is also rooted in not feeling worthy or safe to receive what we need. So we undercut or undersell ourselves or we refuse payment. We do things for free. We shirk praise. We brush off help and support when it's offered to us, even when we really need it. We don't feel worthy of following up on on late payments or we don't expect the love and adoration that we deeply deserve and desire. We can't believe that we'd be allowed to actually have (laughs) exactly what we want and need in life. So every time the universe sends us exactly that, like the very thing that would most nourish and serve us, we cannot bear to accept it. We shirk it off. We, We put up an excuse to fend it off. This lunar eclipse, Taurus is drawing you in to see exactly how you resist or deny yourself from the truest, deepest nourishment, from the resources that are being sent to you. Pay attention to what she is revealing and where. When are you refusing help? Where are you refusing exactly what you need? What are you clinging to or constantly seeking more of? You can ask yourself, how clean is your relationship to the energy of receiving? And what are you being called to clear in order to open that channel more fully? This is the time to listen and take heed. These energies are speaking directly to you. They want to see you step into your power, to see you walk in your most authentic expression. They are here to clear away the muck and see you step forward fully resourced from the abundance of both your inner and your outer resources. Let yourself open. Relinquish your grip to the shadow, to the hurt, the wounds, that have seen you holding and constricting and instead breathe, expand, feel the power that comes when you plant your roots that much deeper, when you know your depths, know that you are well resourced and entirely capable of walking, talking, living and breathing as your most raw, divine soul expression. Let's look at some ways to work with this this energy of this eclipse. Number one is to seek sensual pleasure. Did I mention that Taurus is an earth sign? And in that, her energy emerges within our engagement with the material world, what we can see and taste and smell and touch and interact with. And she's ruled by Venus. She is sensuality. She is the epitome of experiencing, savoring life through the senses. She connects us to the luscious sensuality of life because 
life is delicious <laughs> it's beautiful it's sexy and we are here in physical bodies to experience it it's important to remember this you know especially when things feel heavy or rough or a bit topsy-turvy as eclipse season is is known to do it's important to remember that life is good that there is so much for you to enjoy and you are allowed to enjoy yourself. You are allowed to soak up the simplest of things with relish. Let it in. Let pleasure fill your body and replenish your being. Taurus reminds us of all the corporeal delights in this world. To taste fresh, wholesome food. To feel the juices running down your arm. To bathe in warm sunlight and swim in cool waters, to slide into fresh linen, to walk on grass, to belly laugh, to shampoo your hair, to embrace a friend, to make love, to feel pure orgasmic love and joy. Some might call that bliss. To feel that flood your body. Why else would you be here? if not to discover these experiences. This is the means by which we open. This isn't just how we receive, it's what we receive. So seek to delight your senses, your sensual self, and be open to releasing any resistance that comes up between you and joy and pleasure from Taurus. That is the very point of what is what's clearing this lunar eclipse. Number two is to tend to your foundations. Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac. So after Aries, you know, comes with its initial spark of desire and purpose, Taurus comes in to ground the energy into the tangible world. She represents the foundations upon which we start to build and grow. The bedrock comes first, you know, before any building is constructed. Taurus brings us down to our roots, to tend to our foundations, to ensure that we're not building upon faulty pillars with cracks in them. So this is a powerful opportunity to look at the pillars in your life and to come right back to basics to see that they are nourished. Your body and physical well-being your finances and your relationships in particular are going to be especially important under this energy. Any cracks that are there, they're likely going to be highlighted right now. Rather than experiencing this as disaster falling upon you, right? See if you can switch your lens and view what's coming up as an opportunity to clean up and to strengthen your foundations, to reinforce those pillars, to tend to any cracks or leaks, and create a really sturdy base upon which you live and build the rest of your life. Number three is to trust the energy of this time. There is a lot going on this moon. Obviously, we have the lunar eclipse in Taurus, which is also playing around with the, the sun in Scorpio they're speaking to one another but we also have several other planets that are really like super potent and, and actively feeding into this eclipse 
hanging out with the sun in Scorpio, we have Mercury, planet of communication. So expect deep truths and revelations to come to the surface. This might be uncomfortable, but it is healing and it is needed. Scorpio is death and rebirth after all. You might also find that your intuition is super, super, super online. A lot of inner internal messages coming up and coming through. We also have Venus, Taurus's ruling planet, conjunct with the sun in Scorpio. So this is really activating that divine feminine and, and her hidden power that is being reclaimed right now. I talked about this in our last episode of the, the Scorpio solar eclipse as well. So you can have a little listen to that in more detail there. One of the biggest aspects for this moon is Uranus conjunct with the moon in Taurus. So Uranus rattles change. It shifts and shakes things up. In particular, all that is old and obsolete. Uranus is innovative and calls in new ways of seeing and thinking. In this moon, it's really active and supporting you to not only see what is dead and dying away, what is old, It's also helping you to create new narratives and replacing old stories and patterns with new ways of being and seeing the world. We also have Saturn squaring the sun, moon and Uranus. Saturn in the sign of Aquarius. So squares create friction and tension. (laughs) Don't freak out. It's important to understand why. So I like to think of this tension as kind of actively demonstrating what's not working. Like it is blunt and direct to your face. This is the universe saying, this needs to change. This is where the energy is stuck. And this is what it feels like if you don't change, right? Saturn in amongst all of this is likely bringing attention to areas around commitment and responsibility. So What are you still committed to or holding responsibility around that no longer fits who you are? What's no longer relevant? You probably won't have to look too hard (laughs) right now. you'll, You'll feel this. You'll feel it, this moon. It's going to feel frustrating, tight, constricting. Look around and take note of what feels like feels like tension in your body. What feels hard right now? Now is the time to be really honest with yourself, like brutally honest if need be, and acknowledge where you're still pledging your commitment and sending your energy when it just doesn't fit who you are anymore. You have gone through an incredible amount of shifting and changing over the last little while. These months have been intense and it's likely you're starting to feel Like there's very much an old you, like the you that you once were and the you who you are now and who you're becoming. That's okay. That's good. You're allowed to change, beautiful. And this particular square aspect is highlighting where you're still clinging or where you haven't consciously cleared out and let go to things that belonged to the old you. It's time for that inner shift to be reflected in your outer world. There's plenty more to all of this, but I just wanted to get a bit of a a feel, right? So you can really get 
What is going on here? You are so supported right now. You are so ready for this. These energies are weaving their magic. Change is imminent. Life is going to look and feel so different. If it isn't already, it will. All of this is happening and moving and shaping around you. Whether you like it or not, you know, whether you know it or not, all you have to do is listen and watch. Pay attention. Don't assume it's the end of the world when things feel hard. Assume that it's the beginning. And hearken back now to to Scorpio's teachings, right? We are in Scorpio season after all. The end is the beginning. Life follows death. Death becomes life. The surrendering of what was ensures the birth of what is yet to be. All you need to do this eclipse season is take note of what is present, what is showing up, like what is being revealed to you and asking for your attention. If you remain open and continue to place your awareness wherever the energy is calling you to look, you will be guided. You will learn what needs to happen, what you need to do and what comes next. It's highly likely that won't even be anything overtly active on your part because this eclipse is shaking and dissipating a lot of the major blocks that you just couldn't shift on your own. Like if you've been unable to find a path to leaving your job, that job might just stop existing. If you've been incapable of ending a relationship that hurts or depletes you, don't be surprised if that relationship implodes upon itself. If you've been living or, you know, maybe relying on a victim mentality, you might find this eclipse takes away every lifeboat, every piece of support you thought you had in order to make you take ownership and claim your own power in your situation. None of it is here to hurt you. All of it is here to clear the way and see you be in your power, your life force, your deepest expression, your soul self as you walk further into this life. All right, my loves, I would genuinely love to hear what is coming up for you right now. Like what has this eclipse season been staring for you? I'd love you to share with me. Shoot me a message over on Instagram. You might have noticed I I didn't really share any specific rituals for this moon. That's because the eclipse is the ritual. But I feel like being Taurus energy, you might be looking for some tangible practices. Um, And if that's the case, I would really recommend sitting down and looking at your money story. If you haven't already done this, you know, if you have, do it again. This will be a powerful time to do so. But look at your relationship to money, how you spend it, how you save it, how you hold it or receive it. And then explore how this dynamic might show up in other areas of your life in relation to receiving love, relationships, sex, support, gifts, compliments, or, you know, even like the earth, pleasure, joy, your breath, you know, the depth of your inhale. But begin with your money story. This wealth and abundance is very much in the jurisdiction of Taurus and Venus. I also recommend seeking those earthly pleasures in your life and make it simple. I said it already, but relish and good food 
good sex, good music, dance, move, touch your body, feel it glide and sway and come alive, nourish your body, rest, play, and most importantly, go outside. Be on the earth. Let her fill you up. Feel her fullness. Flow up your feet and then cascading through your body. The shit is going to happen. (laughs) That doesn't mean the beauty stops existing. It's the beauty that gives it all meaning. Look for it. Stop and pause within it. Build a life upon it. If this episode has moved you or supported you, I invite you to share it. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag me at the Rachel Hodgins. This truly means the world. And be sure to leave a rating for the show. Your reviews make a huge difference in whether the algorithm thinks other people might want to hear it. So every rating means the world and it helps this show get found by more people. And... As a huge thank you for being here in my community this year, I really wanted to reach out and hold space for you. So I'm opening some very special sessions just for the end of this year. These are going to be super low cost. They'll be almost half the price of my regular one-on-one sessions. And these spaces are like sacred soul attunements, like little soul tunings. You might have something in particular that you're seeking to clarify or to integrate, especially coming out of eclipse season. Maybe there's a particular pattern or story that you're wanting to release or a new one that you're wanting to step into. Maybe you're feeling a little bit lost or unfocused or you're yearning for direction. These sessions are dynamic and quite diverse. I weave in feminine wisdom and energetic flow, cyclical wisdom, womb wisdom, as well as ancient earth wisdom and astrology. They are the most beautiful spaces, so warm, so safe, so cozy, and deeply, deeply nourishing and powerful, especially if you are seeking to feel more in your body, more clear on your path, more confident in what your own intuition is speaking and telling you, these are the sessions, right? These spaces are limited though. You can book right now for a session throughout December and I hope to sit with you and to weave sacred threads with you very, very soon, beautiful. I also just want to let you know that these episodes, our beautiful moon episodes, are going to be changing a little bit soon. Don't worry, they won't disappear, but they won't be quite as in-depth as this one, for example. We'll still explore what's coming up and why and how you might be feeling right here on the podcast. And if you really love going deep with me and you want to continue exploring the intricacies and the practices and all of that goodness, you're going to want to join my upcoming membership, Cosmic Weavings. It's on its way very, very soon. And that's all I'll say. So no, you don't have to freak out. These episodes won't be disappearing entirely. And that transition isn't happening today. I just wanted you to know that it is coming. I'm very excited. And I think a lot of you might be too. And on that note, have a beautiful lunar eclipse in Taurus. May it draw you into place. May you find a sense of nourishment and calm among the raging seas. May you come home 
to your body, to the earth, and all that is inherently yours. The beauty, the abundance of this wild, animate world. Take care, go gently, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country, and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present.